The Numinous Podcast with Carmen Spaniola. Hi there, and welcome to the Numinous Podcast, where we have interesting conversations with everyday folks about the mystery of life. This podcast is a complement to the Numinous School, an online intuition development course for people who want their self awareness to serve a greater good. I'm your host, Carmen Spaniola, and this week my guest is my dear friend, Carolyn Taylor. Carolyn is a community organizer and connector, and I'm trying to find out how I can capture some of her magic and glean from her how we can be part of community, feel belonging, even as people who may feel introverted or self-conscious. I connected with Carolyn over the phone. She was traveling for work in Vancouver, BC. So Carolyn, you're a person who's known for building community through heart-centered events. And I've heard you described many times as the Oprah of our city. And it just seems like you're always at the center of some like really inspiring or uplifting kind of community event. Have you always been the girl at the center of the action? Carmen, you know, for a long time, I think I, I would have to say yes to that question because uh, even when I was a young girl at seven, I was always somehow involved in community. I remember my girlfriend, my best friend who lived down the street, her dad uh, was diagnosed with cancer. And so we put together a little stand out in front of her house and we sold whatever we could get our hands on from our moms and dads and we sold it all and we donated all of the money to the Cancer Society and um, I was organizing parades and plays and restaurants and all of that stuff very early on. Like I would say from like ages 6 to 12, there was three of us in the neighborhood who uh, just like all got together and made all these crazy things happen. And then we'd invite all of our neighbors to come and watch and actually charge them admission, including <laughs> our parents who had like supplied everything for what we were doing. Wow. So you were like a, a little mini philanthropist at the age of six. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So it, it it's not just like the average kid who's got that entrepreneurial streak setting up a lemonade stand. You're actually fundraising and, and like doing these, uh, beautiful heart-centered charitable events. So what does a heart-centered community mean to you? I really think that, I mean, I have sometimes been probably criticized for being too heart-centered and not thinking with my head all the time, you know, at various points in my life. But I, I believe that Heart-centered is about trusting your intuition. And so, for example, when I get an idea about an event, um, I can usually feel it, right? So um, it's like, oh, I'm going to do this event. And then I can feel it in my body that that is the right event for whatever the time is in my life and in the people around me's life. So it's very uh, intuition-based and heart-based. Wow. So... How do you know when, because you're such a giver, so it sounds to me like you get inspired uh, ideas on the regular, and how do you, as a person who wants to give, who wants to bring people together in this heart-centered way, how do you kind of cap yourself so you don't get burnt out? 
Uh, I've never experienced complete burnout, but I certainly have had days where it's like, okay, maybe I just need like a regular job that I go to from eight to four every day and then come home and make supper and, you know, (laughs) do the average sort of thing. But in reflection uh, with myself or with somebody else, they're like, yeah, you would be so bored. Mm -hmm. So um, what I do, I mean, I have a lot of practices every day that I do to sort of ground and center myself. And as we speak, I'm sitting in the backyard surrounded by nature and birds and butterflies and the sun is, you know, coming through the trees and that sort of thing. But um, what I've really learned recently is to to let go of stuff. So I want to build for an example of that would be that I want to build up the U Unlimited community, which is one community of women that I've created here in Victoria. Um, So I want to build that up. But I recognize, like, I can't keep being at and doing every single thing. And so... A good example is after the awards last year, um, in November, we had the Unlimited Woman Awards. And from that, we had 12 different local performers that performed in between each of the awards. From that has sprung an event called Women in Song. And I can honestly say that I have not yet been to a Woman in Song because I have an amazing community leader that's putting all of that together. So I created the infrastructure and do the promotion of it and host the information on our site, but she does everything else associated with that. And so the community continues to grow in that way and I don't have to be there to do it. And we're doing, we're starting a similar thing in October where we're going to have you unlimited hikes. And so once a month, we're going to have a hike that's led by another member of our you unlimited community. And that's her passion. Her passion is to hike and bring people together. So the elements that I'm looking for within, you know, people to become leaders within the UN Limited community are sort of like a, here's my thing, and I'm going to take responsibility for it and, and action it, and then I will partner with them to to get the word out so that right. more people can connect through that. Oh, so... I love how you sort of within the community, you're inspiring um, people to take leadership with their gifts. And I can definitely see how that also inspires them to follow their intuition that if they have a spark that's ignited about an idea of like something they would love to do within this heart centered community, there you are to help you know, facilitate that. And yet you don't Mm -hmm. have to be taking on all of the details and energy of that. Now, Mm -hmm. that also makes me think about how much more connected when other members of the community see that, hey, if I have an idea, I, I could be supported to bring that forward. It really deepens the sense of belonging in that community. It's not just sort of this hierarchy, right? Where it's like, oh, there's Carolyn at the top. You actually are supporting people who are willing to um, commit and who like you have such a strong passion to give back. You're you're supporting them to um, connect more deeply and you're like helping to make those connections by promoting their event and talking about them and celebrating their gifts. But have Mm -hmm. you ever had a time when you really felt like you didn't belong? Like, have you ever been an outsider or like moved to a new city or anything like that and had to sort of start from scratch? Uh, I was going to say, no, I've never had to move to a new city, but um, I guess even within our own city here in Victoria, we have so many different municipalities and so many little pockets. And so I can actually say yes. And while I didn't feel um, 
I didn't feel like an outsider. I knew very few people and, and it was as simple as a move from the Swan Lake area out to Deep Cove. So as far as you can go out to the ferries and, um, Coming from, you know, being in my son's school all the way up to grade five and being very active in the school and very active with his sports and everything like that, um, being in a new community, I thought, okay, well, how how do I meet people here? Like, what am I going to do? And so my thing is always to read, like, bulletin boards and see what's going on locally and see, oh, there's a market here or there's a, you know, a play here or whatever that is. And so I wandered into the Deep Cove Market and um absolutely loved it and it's it's not there anymore in the in the form that it was it was a big barn and they had all these homemade preserves and whatnot and that summer uh i started baking and doing all the preserves for the deep cove market so i really found my piece of you know and it was as simple as a conversation it's like how can i support you here in the market i'd love to bake i love to make jam i love to you know all of those things how can i support you here in the market and and then follow a little bit of my passion. And in that, just in that simple thing, I became part of the community so that when my son went to school that year in grade five, I was already part of the community. And I think too, like helping in the school and doing all of those things. I think when we give of ourselves, we automatically become part of a community. When we give without, when we give selflessly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's such a wonderful reversal, isn't it? Like so many times, well, you, we hear them say from The Course in Miracles that a miracle is just a shift in perception. And so there you were, new in community. And instead of saying like, you know, how can I belong? How can I belong? You said, how can I support you? And then mm-hmm. you ended up finding that sense of belonging. That's really beautiful. Now, I personally have a bit of a, uh, there's a bit of tension in my relationship with community because my introvert gets really challenged. You know, I want to have community. I want to feel like I have a tribe. Um, but sometimes, but, but actually I go to a lot of events and I basically, you know, stand near the coffee and stir my tea for a long time kind of thing. And I tend to sort of hold up the wall. And I also like have found that as a person who organizes events sometimes that you might get feedback from your community that like, oh, we, I love that idea for an event or, you know, we should really do this. And so, you know, as a person of action, you go and you put it on and then people don't help or people don't show up or you put on an event and then you get all of this like unsolicited um, constructive criticism about how it could have been better from people who didn't help. And it, this is just kind of the nature of community. But I find for myself that can be really disheartening and challenging. And I'm wondering if that happens for you, how do you deal with that? Yeah. So there's two things I think that you brought up there. One is the piece about being an introvert, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I think many people are surprised when they hear that I feel like I'm an introvert, right? Because I'm with you. And I was with you like a couple of weeks ago. We were like, okay, let's go get some tea and let's be <laughs> quiet right. over here. And really what the purpose of us being there is to connect and to, to network with people. And, uh, and yet I'm with you. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to my little safe space. And so um, you have to find and, and how I get over that in some situations and probably why I do what I do, because I do recognize the value 
of how important it is to have people that see you and know you. I think why I do what I do is so that I I have something to do in one way. (laughs) So I don't have to be the person that walks in and goes, you know, to stir my tea or whatever. So often at different events, I'll be the person that's sitting, you know, helping with registration or taking coats or saying like, what can I do? Can I put stuff out on the table and help you? Because um, it gives me a purpose at the event. And, um, and so I think for a lot of people who do feel like they're introverted, that's a, a really great way that you can, integrate yourself into a community like a networking event or a you know or a social or something like that is to give a hand and just say you know is there anything I can do to help because there's always a million little jobs that need to be done Mm -hmm. and and then in doing that job you connect with people right Mm -hmm. so being the registration person you're going to meet every single person that comes in the door without having that awkward like coming into a conversation that two people are having or standing by yourself or you know those sort of things Mm -hmm. so so that's the piece about being an introvert. And, you know, the piece about feedback, it's really interesting because um, the more that you do in community, I feel like sometimes the more people have something to say about how you do it um, or or what you've done. And um, I've recently had an experience where somebody's had a pretty strong opinion of, of a choice that I made. And it, it was my choice to make. And I was getting myself all kind of, you know, well, well, why is this happening? And why, what does this person have against me? And, you know, like all these different things. And I really just, in the end, I just thought, you know, they are just as entitled to their opinions and their thoughts as, as I am to my opinions and my thoughts. And it, neither one of us is right or wrong. And really the best thing to do is just to, you know, take it graciously be like thank you and 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 wish people well in their journey right because we're all in a journey and we all have a certain amount of even if we'd like to think that we don't we do all have a certain amount of ego and a certain amount of like wanting to be the right person or the person in the limelight or the you know whatever right Mm -hmm. and uh and have our opinions known and seen and acted on and um and that's okay right Mm -hmm. we don't have to internalize it I think one of the the biggest things that I learned, we used to teach um, like a, a course about facilitating in group settings or work settings or whatever. And we would talk about feedback and how we have three choices about how we can receive feedback. One is that we can like take it into our heart and be like wounded by it. Right. If it's not, you know, I mean, there's good feedback and then there's constructive criticism, as you say. Right. So we can take that into our heart and be wounded by it. Right. Or we can take it. That's the first step. We can take it into our head and we can like rationalize it, right? So when somebody gives you feedback and you start automatically like justifying it, well, I did this and I did that or whatever, right? You know, it's like you're taking it out in your head. And then the third way, which is really the best way, which I aspire to do in most cases, is um, if you imagine like somebody with a baseball mitt on and they're catching like the feedback in their baseball mitt and sort of holding it out to the side, and then looking at it and going, wow, I caught the ball. And it's kind of like that, like, I'm going to examine what this person is saying. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to kind of look at it and see what I, you know, how it feels or what it looks like. Right. But not taking it into our head or our heart and just taking it and looking at it and thinking, would it work? Mm-hmm. You know, and without getting emotionally attached to it, some of them are great ideas, right? Like last year, there was absolutely no way I could do a, um, 
a bar at the Unlimited Woman Awards. Like, it was just not financially feasible. And there's there's always so many things in the background that people don't say, like, see or think, right? And mm-hmm. so then when they say, well, why couldn't you have a bar? Well, because it would have, like, I would have had to buy $1,500 worth of, like, bread and cheese, which may or may have not got eaten, just so that, you know, 15 people could get a glass of wine kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so there's always, like, things that people don't know or people don't see, but yeah, it's a great idea to have a bar at that event, right? Mm-hmm. And so this year with the award, there there will be a bar, right? Like I changed the location and made it so that I've looked at it and I thought, okay, well, there was enough people that said that that was an important thing, you know, that we they wanted to have a glass of wine or they wanted to have a glass of um, Prosecco or something like that, that I'm going to change the location and it will be you know, it'll be different and it'll be better in that respect and it'll be better in other respects because of the other things that I can do in that location. Mm -hmm. So feedback is really important and, and then you have to look at it and think, does it work for me? Mm -hmm. I like that. So it's, you could take it into your heart or into your head or kind of into your hands. You could just receive it and, and, yeah, examine. I like that, that idea that you're just mm-hmm. examining, you're just turning it over. Would this work for me? What would be the pros and cons? Um, I like that as an image, a guiding image for how to receive feedback, whether it's in community or even personally. So mm-hmm. you are really the the uh, go-to person. You're well known in our community for doing events that aren't just events. They're always about inspiration, connection, that heart-centered piece. So there are a lot of people out there who don't have a Carolyn Taylor or an Oprah who's who's sort of at the forefront in their community. And I'm just wondering, if somebody told you that they wished there was something like a You Unlimited community or that they had like a a soul circle or, you know, even if it was a small gathering of just a few women, um, you know, four, five, six people coming together, but on a regular basis and with the purpose of connecting in a heart-centered way, what do you feel are the essential elements of heart-centered community? What would you give them for advice about getting something started? I think the biggest the biggest thing that I would say to somebody is just do it. Like if it's important to you, go find one person that you're going to meet with and others will come Mm. because there's two things that I've seen recently that really speak to like, don't wait. If it's something that you want, just go do it and get it. And one was, I had a pedicure yesterday because I just came off of a week long conference where I was on my feet for like 20 hours a day. And, um, the gal who did my pedicure had a tattoo on her arm and I couldn't quite read it. And I said, what does it say? And she said, the trouble is we think we have time. Mm. And I thought, you know, we need to really remember that. And the other thing that I saw at the conference actually was, um, a slide that said, we have a strategic plan. It's called doing things, right? Mm -hmm. So we can sit and we can think, oh, I wish, oh, I wish, I wish. But wishes will come true when we put like some action behind them and we put some little glittery stuff and like (laughs) float them up there and make them happen. Mm -hmm. So I think if somebody wants a community, they need to like say to somebody, you know what, I... And, and, and be honest, right? Like if you're, if you are feeling lonely or you're feeling like you need community, um, 
you know, say to the person that you meet in the live met so many people in like lineups at like the bay or whatever, right? And it's like, well, why don't you come out, right? So we have to be, we have to not be on our phones or we have to not be not paying attention because there's people all around us that want exactly the same thing that we want. Mm, so true. Well, mm-hmm. I, 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 you and I could talk about this kind of stuff forever. Um, before I, Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, on the Numinous Podcast, we always end with one specific question from the Proust Questionnaire, and that is, Carolyn Taylor, what does happiness mean to you? Hmm. At this point in my life, happiness means lying on the grass with my granddaughters and playing with them. Oh, yes. Yes, that sounds very happy indeed. Thank you so much for being You're on so the welcome. show. You are so welcome. It is such a pleasure to talk to you. Wishes will come true when we put action behind them. Carolyn Taylor is a woman who absolutely embodies that mantra. Today's show notes can be found on my website, carmenspaniola.com, C-A-R-M-E-N-S-P-A-G-N-O-L-A. Just click the link for the podcast tab, and that's where you'll also find information about Carolyn's communities. She's also part of a small business incubator, so many different activities. And if you are in the Pacific Northwest, you must attend the Victoria Yoga Conference. It happens in the early new year annually. I want to thank Carolyn for coming on the show, and I want to thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, I'd really appreciate your review on iTunes, and I want to thank very much one of my reviewers, Read My Lips Marie, who posted a wonderful uh, review of my interview with Sandra Yancey. I really appreciate you taking the time to do that. Please share this show far and wide, because you never know who needs to hear it right now. If you'd like to keep exploring the great mystery of life with me, you can go to my website, carmenspaniola.com. Click the link for the Numinous School, my online intuition development course. And while you're there, sign up for my monthly email newsletter. You'll instantly receive a meditation download and you'll get something free from me every month. Until next time, take care.